Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. Let's just jump right into the Bible this morning and talk about Exodus chapter 6, verses 13 through 30. We're going to finish out this chapter today, and uh, then we'll be discussing Exodus chapter 7 and learning more about the plagues and everything like that. So it's going to get pretty intense in the next couple days or so in the Bible here, and it's going to get pretty interesting as well. So grab your Bible and your cup of coffee, and let's go ahead and start reading. Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a command to the children of Israel and to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. These are the heads of their father's houses, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak and Palu, Hezron and Carmi. These are the families of Reuben, the sons of Simeon, Jemuel and Jamin, Ohad and Jachin, and Zohar and Shal, the son of a Canaanite woman. These are the families of Simeon. These are the names of the sons of Levi, according to their generations, Gershon and Kohath and Merari, and the years of the life of Levi were 137 years. The sons of Gershon, Libni and Shimei, according to their families, the sons of Kohath, Amram and Izhar, and Hebron and Uzael, and the years of the life of Kohath were 133 years. The sons of Merari, Mali and Mushi, these are the families of the Levites, according to their generations. Amram took Jochebed, his father's sister, to himself as a wife, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. The years of the life of Amram were 137 years. The sons of Izhar, Korah and Nepheg and Zikri, the sons of Uzael, Mishael, Elzaphan and Sithri. Aaron took Elisheba, the daughter of Aminadab, and the sister of Nashon as his wife, and she bore him Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamer. The sons of Korah, Isar, Elkanah, and Abiaseph. <laughs> Sometimes these are hard names to pronounce. Okay. The sons of Kohar, Isar, Alakanah, and Abiaseph. These are the families of the Korahites. Eliezer, Aaron's son, took one of the daughters of Petuel as his wife, and she bore him Phineas. These are the heads of the father's houses of the Levites, according to their families. These are that Aaron and Moses, to whom Yahweh said, Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, according to their armies. These are those who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. These are that same Moses and Aaron. On the day when Yahweh spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, Yahweh said to Moses, I am Yahweh. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I tell you. But Moses said before Yahweh, Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips. So how shall Pharaoh listen to me? Wow, I am tongue-tied, you guys. (laughs) 
I am just all over the place. I couldn't say most of the names that I was reading here. So sorry about that. If I have offended anybody's ears, I don't blame you for being offended at my pronunciation of some of these names. But basically, this is kind of going back to um, the tribes of Reuben, Simeon, and Levi, which were the first three sons that were born to Israel or Jacob, as we remember reading back in Genesis about. We learned about a little bit about Reuben, Simeon, and Levi, all three of them. So basically, Moses, the author of Exodus, is only mentioning these three first sons. He didn't mention any of the other sons, mainly because Moses and Aaron were from the tribe of Levi. In order for him to make a good uh, segue into his lineage, basically, or his ancestors, I suppose, it would have been logical for him to mention both Reuben and Simeon as well, as well as Levi, which is the tribe that he was from. Aaron and Moses were both from the tribe of Levi. So it says here that Reuben had several sons, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, and those were the families of Reuben. Then he quickly mentions Simeon as well, and all the different sons of Simeon, but he mentions this name Shal or Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. So it sounds to me like Simeon had a few wives because one of these sons was from a different woman, is what it sounds like Moses is saying here, that Shaul was the son of a Canaanite woman, but he doesn't say that about the other four, I'm sorry, five sons that Simeon ended up having. And so when I read through stuff like this, it just reminds me how God uses messed up people all the time, because honestly, if he didn't, he wouldn't be able to use anybody because we're all messed up. But God uses messed up people. He used Israel or Jacob, who had two wives and two concubines in order to fulfill his plans. And, you know, even Simeon and some of the other sons had messed up family lives as well. For example, Judah, who was God's chosen son. He had a messed up situation as well. He ended up uh, having sex with his his daughter-in-law. <laughs> so, I mean, God uses messed up people all the time. And the Simeon guy, it sounds to me like he also had a couple wives himself, even though it was pretty clear from the beginning that God only wanted one wife for each man or one husband for each woman. That was it. That was the plan. And that was the way God had originally designed everything. But of course, with the fall and everything like that, marriage got distorted. But moving forward here, it says here, in verse 16, that uh, Moses now mentions the tribe of Levi, which is the tribe he is from. So he mentions Levi and all of Levi's sons, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. So Levi ended up having three sons. And the years of the life of Levi were 137 years. And so it says that Gershon ended up having two sons. And Kohath, the second son, ended up having, uh, let's see here, Amran, Izhar, and Hebron, and Azul. So Kohath ended up having four sons. And then Merari ended up having Mali and Mushi. <laughs> I just, I think I've said this before, but sometimes looking at some of the names, I can't imagine that they didn't purposely do that. I can't imagine that uh, Marari didn't purposely choose to name his sons Molly and Mushi because the names sound similar. Like, for example, my sister is named Jamie and I am Jen. <laughs> and like my parents went with the J's and whatever. And I know a lot of parents that do that. You know, humans just don't change throughout the generations. Molly and Mushi. But anyway, um, so Marari ended up having two sons and that was the families of the Levites according to their generations. So actually Amram, who was Moses's father, 
was actually Levi's grandchild because people lived longer back then. It says that Levi ended up living 137 years. And then Kohath, who was Amron's father, ended up living also 137 years. And then Amron ended up having Moses and Aaron. So it makes sense. Like if if you look at the timeline of everything, by the time that Moses happened, it would have been approximately 400 years because uh, people lived longer back then. I mean, Amram was quite old when he died. He was actually also 137 years, which is kind of interesting. You know, that's another thing I'm seeing here that's also an inconsistency with storytellers. No storyteller would have said that both the grandfather, the the son and the grandson all lived the same exact amounts. Each of them lived 137 years. Levi lived 137 years. Uh, Kohosh, Kohath lived 137 years. And then Amron lived 137 years. <laughs> so that's an inconsistency. If you were a storyteller, you'd probably want to do something different and be like, oh, you know, the grandfather lived longer or whatever. But anyway, Amron ended up having Moses and Aaron. And so Moses and Aaron were actually the great-grandchildren of Levi. The, yeah, that makes sense. Yes, the great-grandchildren of Levi. And now Moses kind of talks about his uncles a little bit. He says his uncles were Izhar, and he ended up having Korah and Nepheg and Zikri. And then Uzael was Mishael and Elzaphan and Sithri. And then it talks a little bit about Aaron, his brother here in verse 23. It says that Aaron took Elisheba, the daughter of Aminadab, the sister of Nashon, as his wife. Now, we don't know who Aminadab and Nashon are, but obviously Moses did. So he put them in there. So it says here that Aaron took uh, a nice wife, Elisheba, and ended up having quite a few sons with her. It says he had Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Athamer. Now, some of these sons, as we will learn later on, were a lot of trouble. Some of Aaron's sons caused a huge, huge amount of trouble, but we will learn that later. But then Moses starts talking about one of his cousins here, and his cousin was named Korah. And it says that the sons of Korah were Asir, Elkanah, Abiasaph, and these are the families of the Korahites. So Korah became kind of his own clan in and of itself, and his kids were called the Korahites. Now, Korah actually caused some problems later on as well. Korah staged a coup against Moses and Aaron at, at some point in numbers as well. Korah ended up causing some problems for Moses and Aaron. So just the, the amount of drama, it seems like, in Moses's family and just the entire family of Jacob all through the generations is just really interesting to me, just how much drama ends up happening, even between, you know, cousins and stuff like that. But Korah is the only cousin mentioned here that Moses actually talks about. Then he takes a little turn and he talks actually about his nephew, which was Eliezer in verse 25. And that was Aaron's son, one of Aaron's sons. It says, Eliezer took one of the daughters of Petul as his wife and she bore him Phineas. And these are the heads of the father's houses of the Levites, according to their families. So now Moses is done talking about his lineage and he goes on back to the original story, which was where God had told uh, Moses and Aaron to go to the land of Egypt to rescue the Israelites. So it says in verse 26 that these are the same Moses and Aaron. So he's making sure that the people who are reading know that 
Moses and Aaron are the same Moses and Aaron of this lineage, basically. So it says that these are the same Moses and Aaron to whom Yahweh said, bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, according to their armies or their tribes. And these are the, those who spoke to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. These are that same Moses and Aaron. So then he goes back to the original story, which is what we talked about uh, on Friday. Was it Friday we talked about that or Monday? I can't remember. But we talked about Moses being upset because he had uncircumcised lips, or in other words, he had a speech impediment or something. There was something wrong with the way he talked. And we don't know exactly what that was. And maybe he never got over it, but maybe he became more confident. Maybe he became a more confident speaker and was able to get over that stutter or speech impediment or something, whatever it might have been. And, you know, I actually relate a little bit with Moses on this one. I don't know if I talked to you guys before about some of the things I struggled with. And people are always like, you know, you sound so natural when you're on the podcast and everything. You would never know. But it's because I edit the podcasts. <laughs> I edit everything. I make sure that I do sound very natural. But I stutter a lot. I have a really strong problem with um, being able to stay on focus, kind of. I lose my train of thought so often. I'm constantly correcting myself. Sometimes I have trouble with uh, specific words, making sure they're nice and clear and that I'm getting my point across. I have to re-record sections of audio all the time and restate what I was saying. And uh, for example, children of Israel is especially hard for me to say. I can't like, I don't want to say that L in it or something. I always want to call them children of, children of Israel or something. I'm like, what is wrong with me? It's children. <laughs> and yet God has called me to be on a podcast, a, a place where I am using my voice all the time, using my speech all the time. So I can relate with Moses a little bit in that I am not a strong speaker. And sometimes I don't want to go upstairs and do the podcast because it takes me so long to record it, actually longer than it does to edit it, because I just can't get my thoughts across properly or something like that. You know, sometimes I just relate with Moses really strongly where he's like, I have a speech impediment. How can I go and talk to these people? And same thing with me. You know, I... How I have this stutter sometimes. How can I how, how can I speak properly on a podcast episode? But um, you know, God knows the potential of Moses, and He knows the potential of you and me, and He calls us to things that are sometimes uncomfortable for us, or something that we think that we may not be necessarily good at or anything like that, but he calls us to those roles because he knows our potential more than we even know our own potential. Like God is strong when we are weak. There's a verse that says that, that in our weakness, God is made strong. So sometimes our weakest areas, God uses to show his power. And that is what he's doing here through Moses as well. He is using what Moses thinks is a bad thing and using it for his own glory. God is using it for his own glory. And we are going to discuss more about that on Friday. But tomorrow, join me for an episode out of Matthew. We are going to be discussing more about Jesus's betrayal tomorrow in Matthew chapter 26. So join me then at 6 a.m. or later, whatever time you want to join in. Or you can join me on Friday as well for an episode out of the Old Testament, which is what I do on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in as usual. Happy listening and God bless.